The one ingredient is seed oil, canola oil, vegetable oil. It's all the same highly processed oil and it's literally in every single thing. If you just remove that one ingredient, you'll notice a difference. I kid you not, you will notice a difference in your skin and the way your belly feels. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and fad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. We have a wonderful guest on with us today, Jen Smiley. I had a great episode to talk about nutrition labels and how we can change some of the things that we are eating to improve our health. Jen has a history of suffering with some health issues and found her own way to look at nutrition labels and provide some courses to help us really change some things about ours. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Rachel. Guys, we have Jen Smiley with us today, and she is going to give you everything you need to know about nutrition labels, which is such a deep dive in itself. I don't know how we're going to cover it all because it sometimes is so overwhelming, but hopefully Jen is going to give you an approachable and simplistic way to take matters into your own hands and be really knowledgeable about the food you're eating. So Jen, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Of course. Hopefully together this conversation can help wake up your audience and help them really discover what's inside of their food so that they can just understand like, oh, I'm buying non-GMO and gluten-free and organic and I'm trying to be healthy, but my waist isn't budging and I'm tired all day and my inflammation is an all-time high. Um, Hopefully this gives them some answers they've been looking for. For sure. Yeah. I think a lot of, (laughs) we talk about how to feel well or like health and wellness a lot in the podcast. And so we try, we've talked to our ladies a lot about like, how are you feeling and, and looking at like energy levels and you know, how all of those pieces come together with like sleep and the food we're consuming. And what's really interesting about the diet industry is that so many of the foods designed or marketed to improve your health or, you know, weight loss even, or, you know, gluten-free or all of these other things, they're designed towards people who are seeking health answers. And in like, in response, they're, they're actually causing like inflammation and like leading to you feeling more tired throughout the day. So I wanted to get, I wanted to touch back on like your history and what you led, what led you to becoming a food coach and where the idea started of reading labels. For sure. I can make this story two minutes. I can make the story 20 minutes. So we're going to go somewhere in between with that. But I like to tell people that, listen, I haven't always been this Jen Smiley on podcasts and social media and a food coach. I once myself was going in and out of doctor appointments and reaching at the bottom of my bag for my inhaler and getting scopes and telling doctors telling me to get colonoscopies and trying to figure out why I was having these symptoms, why I'm overweight, why am I tired all day? Why is my hair falling out? Why is my husband having reflux after meals? And so this kind of 
world of going to the doctor and getting prescribed medications became normal until one day I'm walking home from a workout and I used to be the girl in the back of the class, red face, my sports bra hanging on by one hook. I can only find one pair of stretchy black pants in my um, closet that's comfortable for me. And I think for a lot of people listening, you too probably can relate to a lot of that as well. You're like, oh, I, I'm not, you know, fit for endurance. I, I can't work out. It's really hard for me. All these things. I, I too felt that way. But one day I was walking home from a workout and I was drinking, I don't know if it was organ, organic protein shake, or it was premier protein, but I'm reading the front and it says gluten-free, zero grams of added sugar, 19 grams of protein. It's organic. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Why am I not, why is my health this way? And why do I feel and look this way? So at this moment, for some reason, and looking back on it, I'm like, okay, thank you. Thank you, God, that this has happened because it's brought me to where I am today to be able to share this story with people. The workout class to the front, teaching the class, lost all my inflammation, never woke up with a bloated stomach, got off of medications, but it wasn't until my dad got diagnosed with prostate cancer that he came to me and said, hey, can you help me eat healthy before my surgery? And so in a three month period, I got, I went to the grocery, got him like eight bags and I'm like, here's your biscuits. Here's your pasta. Here's your ice cream sandwiches. Like any foods you want, here they are. And when you run out, go back to the store and get these. In three months, he got off of blood pressure, off of cholesterol medication, lost 35 pounds. But the most moving thing was he was getting blood work done every two weeks to kind of see where his prostate cancer blood work is. And at a time he's not being treated, the blood work showed the PSA number was actually shrinking. And I'm like, whoa, there's this works for you too. So then I started putting my turkey sandwich, my pasta, my brownies, everything on Instagram. I had 200 followers and my clients at my spin classes, women 40 to 60 years old came up to me Will you take me to the grocery? Will you come clean out my pantry? And so I did it. And I would say within three months, I had 40 to 50 clients because word of mouth spread. Everyone's bodies were changing. Their skin was glowing. They were having the best sleep of their life. Their inflammation was getting better. And here I am today. That's amazing, Jen. I love, you know, I just, I love hearing that the start of something is always a personal problem that you were trying to solve and how many lives were affected with your ability to just like stay really consistent and work really hard on it. And that is, that's always, I feel like the best kind of help is the one that you get from someone who really experienced it themselves. So I want to talk about nutrition for a minute because I feel like so many people feel very under-equipped or uneducated when it comes to making good food choices. And I first, I want to start with, why do you think we are all so unsure of ourselves when it comes to food? For sure. Well, kind of off the bat, I heard you say it and everyone's saying it, is the nutrition facts. We're worried about the nutrition of our food. And so there's been this misconception 
to um, train us on looking at the nutrition facts. We're putting numbers into apps on our phone. We're calculating numbers. We're joining diet programs that calculate points and numbers. And so we've actually lost sight of where our food's coming from and what's really inside of our food. The problem here is that today there's more than 10,000 additives approved by the FDA, which preserve, package, and modify the taste and look and texture in the shelf life of our food. So the issue really is that no one's talking about the ingredients. This is going against the grain. This is different. And the issue with these kind of ingredients you don't recognize, I say, if you don't recognize an ingredient, neither does your body. And when you start looking at these labels and reading the fine print, which is the ingredients, then it's a bunch of food additives. And these food additives lead to low-grade inflammation. And I like to tell people like, hey, listen, science and studies show this stuff. I'm not making this stuff up. You can go find that information. But what's going on is these food additives, okay? When you consume them, let's think of your belly and you got your intestines or your gut and they have little holes in them. And so when you're eating real foods that your body is supposed to eat that are made of natural ingredients, then these holes stay small and you get the vitamin and the nutrients you need, right? But the issue is with all these food additives that have been, have been added to the Western diet here in America, they're making these holes expand. And when these holes get bigger, that's what gives you that bloated belly look number one and number two it allows a lot of toxins to leak through those holes and that's what's kind of messing up your hormones your inflammation your chronic diseases your autoimmune and so that's the main issue is where we haven't been trained the proper way yeah it's interesting i'm glad you brought that up because when we look at nutrition and thinking about how complex nutrition can be. And it gets even more complex and it gets more overwhelming if we're looking at the wrong things. If we're focusing on all of the wrong data points. And I find this a lot when I talk to a ton of women in our community where they say like, you know, I say like, let's get off the scale. Let's stop with these like calorie counters. Let's focus on some things. And they're like, well, it's just data points. But honestly, it's data points that is making it more complicated for you to be able to focus on the things that matter. When we're using like so much data when we're just like plugging something into a calculator or like so trained to look at the nutrition labels instead of looking at what what are the ingredients what is actually in this do i recognize it so what are what are some of the most common mistakes that you see with your clients when they're trying to make a change for their nutrition Oh, for sure. They're all counting milk macros. They're steering clear of fat. Like you said, calories are, it, it, we're, we're focusing on the wrong thing. So you could, you know, eat a bar that's 150 calories. However, it has inflammatory ingredients. So you're literally eating inflammation or you're eating something that's spiking your blood sugar and it's going to drop. And when it drops, that's when you need another snack before your next meal. That's when you need coffee. That's why everybody's so tired, all these things. Or you can have the same amount of calories let's say 150 calories and you have let's say you could do a jicama wrap or you could do a chicken salad something like that same amount of calories but now you're actually giving your body the right energy and the right food it needs so that you stay fuller longer you have more energy your gut is healing you're not running to the bathroom it doesn't cause a headache and so each individual ingredient tells your body 
a, a, a sign. And so it's either anti-inflammatory or it is inflammatory. And you, we do have the power to heal our bodies and we have the power to eat all the foods you love truly. It's just going back to educating the consumer on what's really inside your food and discovering how to overcome the food industry. Oh man, that feels like a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It's hard. I think that just leading with the fact that this isn't going to happen tomorrow, it's not going to be super easy. You're not going to be able to pop online and go, oh, eliminate all carbs. Okay, I'll start that tomorrow. This is going to be a process. And just maybe leading with that knowledge of like, this is not going to be a quick fix. This is going to be something that I'm going to work on for the rest of my life. It makes it feel a little bit more doable. And of course, like, of course, it's going to be worth it because this is, you know, this isn't for some wedding in three months. This isn't for bikini season. This is for the rest of your life and the body that you're going to have as your home as you age. And so I think what would be really helpful if if we could sort of take a walk through the grocery store in our minds and tell, like, talk me through this, Jen, like, what should I be looking for? What should I be completely avoiding? What should I be ignoring altogether? Like, let's go to the grocery store together. Okay. So this is usually where I tell people to start. I tell them to start with their morning because generally speaking, most people have a morning ritual. We're doing some coffee, some tea, some breakfast, or some protein shake, right? So instead of, you know, there's people out there that'll go and like donate everything in their kitchen and do a complete overhaul. But for a lot of people, money is a situation. And so they can't do that. Or they want to make sure that like, they really think it's for them. And so what you should do is look at what is your coffee, what is in your coffee creamer? What kind of sweetener are you putting in your coffee? And we can kind of break down those things. And also let's start off with protein. Cause I think a lot of people are eating a protein shake or they're doing a protein bar of some kind on their way to work, on their way to school, things like that. So with that being said, let's dive into a morning, a morning coffee. Okay. First things first is I'm going to drop a bomb for everyone. You're probably a lot of you are using stevia. Okay. Here's the issue with stevia. It takes about 40 chemicals to extract stevia in this process. And so what you're left with is stevia and a bunch of chemicals that cause gut disruption. Stevia causes bloating. Stevia causes constipation. If you are consuming stevia and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't like the way that my stomach feels or I'm not at all my health goals, game changer, pull away stevia. If you're trying to stick to a zero glycemic index, which is generally the appeal of stevia, then you should do monk fruit and make sure it's non-GMO. Okay. That's number one. Number two, raw honey. You want to do raw honey over regular honey because raw honey has had no heat applied to it, meaning it has anti-nutrients, not anti-nutrients, antioxidants and vitamins and good for you properties that are going to help you. Okay. Whereas regular honey that you probably get at like a cafe or a coffee shop, or even when you're looking at the grocery store shelves, there's probably more 
highly processed honey than raw honey. Um, you want to do that. You could also sweeten it with maple syrup, real maple syrup. There's another one. Go look at your syrup label in your kitchen. You'd be shocked that there are so many additives and caramel coloring, which is a known carcinogen. And again, these ingredients that are holding you back from feeling your best. As far as coffee creamers go, the non-dairy market is truly booming. Okay. You see Oatly, you see Calafia, Almond Breeze, Blue Diamond. Um, these are kind of the more popular ones, especially at a coffee shop. Now, if you, and I encourage you to go read that label, you're going to notice it has emulsifiers, gums, fillers. It has so many things to give it that mouth and taste feel of real milk. And they're doing that because they're not using as much of the almond or the cashew or the oats. So they have to, and, and it also helps all the liquids kind of stay mixed. If you just do water and almonds, which if you're looking for a clean brand, I encourage you to check out Three Trees, Elmhurst and Mulk. They're made with two simple ingredients. It's like water almonds, or it's actually it's almonds water because there's a lot of almonds, but almonds, water and salt, or you'll see cashew water. These are real ingredients, right? This literally makes your coffee go from giving, not giving you energy to giving you energy, keeping your belly flat. Now you can go into your closet, your pants will fit, and you won't actually get hungry or tired throughout the day. Total game changer. So that's where I'd start. Do you have any questions about that? No, I think that was a, a great, it's the daily habit sometimes that is a great place to start because a lot of people are starting with a, just their morning coffee or something that they're doing on a daily basis. I'm wondering, and I think it was super helpful to add any of the like creamers or the suggestions ones. Cause I think like, as we were listening, we're like, well, which one are those, but you've already done the research. So those are some great suggestions. I'm wondering like, as you know, everyone's going to go to the grocery store after they usually go on a weekly basis. And after this episode, they're going to start rethinking some of the things that they're getting on, on a weekly basis. Is there any like overall things that we should be looking like as you flip it over, like totally avoid this or look for this when it comes to labels? Yeah, for sure. I can dive into a few ingredients. Um, I, as I'm looking, I have nut pods in front of me and it's whole 30. It's dairy free, yada, yada, but it has dipotassium phosphate. That is a preservative. That's something you don't want. Another one is oats. And I like to bring this up because a lot of health people, health conscious people are eating oats. A lot of oats have a pesticide on them called glyphosate or glyphosate. And what's happening is that's increasing your risk for cancer. That's messing up your gut disruption. So you want to make sure that you know exactly how these foods are being processed. And like I said, it took me years. It takes a lot of time, but it's something that we're being forced to do because our food is so toxic. Another ingredient is sucralose. If you're drinking Celsius for energy, it has sucralose, which is an artificial sweetener. And sucra studies show sucralose can change your gut microbiome by lowering the number of good bacteria by half. Also, 
it can promote inflammation in the body. So you might see, you will see sucralose on Dannon yogurt and it says light and fit on the front. Again, these are like marketing tactics and they're putting that artificial sweetener in there, but nobody, nobody is aware of what that does. Another one is Costco chicken. They sell 2 million Costco chickens a week. Okay. And if you read the ingredients, I want to read this to you guys because it's kind of mind boggling. The ingredients of Costco chicken on the front, you see no added hormones or steroids. And it also says USDA grade A. And I'm like, okay, we don't really know what the grades mean, but like, can you get better than grade A? No, right? Exactly. Okay. But here's the ingredients. Get ready. Whole chicken, water, seasoning, salt, sodium phosphate, modified food starch, potato, tapioca, potato dextrin, carrageenan, a known carcinogen, sugar, dextrose, Dextrose is an artificial sweetener that is hijacking your health and spice extractives. Now, that's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's like 15 ingredients in your chicken. Okay. Now, if you go to, I know, Whole Foods, a health food market, if you go to a health food market and you go get chicken, guess what? It's chicken and salt. That is it. Like, that just goes to show you. Why are they doing this? Yes, it's for taste. Yes, it's so that you can eat more, so that you can spend, buy more. It's also to, so that they're using lower quality things that have no taste and they're putting these chemicals in there. Another tricky one is like, we can talk about LaCroix if you want to do that, but natural flavors. Natural flavors don't really mean natural flavors. Natural flavors can mean they use, they use in such a tricky way. It's like natural flavors, and it's like oh, I'm sorry, this is a starburst. Like, <laughs> exactly. What about this? There's Beyond Meat. It has like 25 ingredients, and one of which is methylcellulose, which is a laxative. And so here you are trying to be vegan and trying to be healthy, and it's like, oh, why? Maybe you lost some weight because you, you know, are eating less or something. I don't know, but that's, that's some ingredients to look for. The list goes on and on. (laughs) (laughs) And the worst thing is, as you, as you mentioned, Jen, that so much of this is targeted at people who are trying to consciously make, it's not like on the junk food. They're not being like on the junk food, like, oh, this is so exciting that you're, it's on the chicken, it like like these these the the light and fit yogurts like these are people that are genuinely trying to make a change and like impot like the the meat I want to be vegan because I heard that that is really good for you or it lowers your cancer risk and like ha- having carcinogens or whatever in that it's just so frustrating I think because you kind of get to a place where you feel like is there anything that I can eat. (laughs) And I think that when some people get to that place, they just, because there is a certain amount of overwhelm that you just go like, well, I'm giving up. I'm then I'm not even going to try because if there, if there's all these things that I can't eat, then I'm so overwhelmed by this information that I'm just going to never mind about any of it because, um, this is too hard. And I just, I think that it's, it's a really good thing for people to hear, but it's also, you know, just again, like this is a reminder, this is just a light bulb moment to start looking at these things. You do not have to make a complete overhaul in one day. It's just being aware is so important. 
And so uh, to touch on that real quick, the objective for everyone listening is like, hey, to make you aware of why you're buying healthy food, but you don't feel good. That's number one. Number two is like start gathering resources. So yes, we have a podcast, wake up and read the labels. I have a newsletter. I host free master classes every few months. I'm doing one this, this week currently and gathering information will help you, but you need to know that there are clean brands out there and there's a movement. There's, there's becoming more, but you're not going to find a lot of them at the grocery. There are places online that you can order them. And it's, it's really because these companies don't have the funding and the resources to be able to compete with big food industry on the grocery shelves. So like you see, when you go to the dairy free section, you see Oatly and it's on like eight rows, eye level, like Oprah has invested and Oatly. Okay. There's a reason you see Oatly on the billboard. You see Gatorade at the NFL, but you don't see Paleo Valley's electrolytes. And that's because they're using high quality ingredients and they don't have the funding to go do that. So just knowing that there is hope, there are ways to start. I can tell your, your listeners, they can go to freemorningguide.com. That'll get them started with a clean milk, a clean bread and a clean protein. That way they can get that kind of morning routine figured out and they can really understand like when they eat clean foods, how they feel and what it's doing to their gut. They'll notice that immediately. Jen, we see a lot of people making these changes based on eliminating a certain macronutrient, like whether it, it just depends which one is like the current enemy, but we can like see a lot of people saying like, I'm going to go for low carb, everything. I'm going to go for low fat, everything. I'm going to go for low calorie, everything. Can you talk a little bit about the dangers of foods that are marketed specifically in these ways? Like how did they take the fat out of sour cream? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there was this movement of fat makes you fat in like the, I don't know, 1970s or eighties. And so what had happened was they removed fat. And when you, you remove fat, your food does not taste good. Right. Think about bacon and butter. Like when you walk into a room and someone's making bacon and butter, you're just drooling. You're like, Oh my gosh, I need this right now. This smells amazing. Um, it tastes amazing. And so when you remove fat from food, how do you make the food taste good is you have to add sugars. And so now there's over 250 different names for sugars that are disguised, such as dextrose and sucralose, things like that, that are changing the gut microbiome and causing inflammation in your body. So the other thing is like, if you go low carb or low fat, zero fat, like that's not sustainable. There's a reason it's kind of like a, it's a fade or a fad. I always get those confused, but it's like you do it for a little while and you may see some results because you're being conscious. Okay. You might lose a little bit of weight. Your stomach may get a little flatter, but you're it's not sustainable. You probably haven't really reached your health goal. And there's a lot of foods out there that you still really want to have, but you can't. Yeah, that's a great point. I think we had touched on, you know, what happens when you take fat out of, out of foods and what are we adding instead? And it's always like a, hmm, wait a minute. And it's also messing up the property of the food, right? Like, first of all, we can, we can dive into milk. I'm very pro dairy free, especially while you're healing your gut. Cause most milk out there, 
the I say you are what your cows eat. Just like I was a breastfeeding mama, and when you drink alcohol or you eat something spicy, like they make those strips to see how much alcohol is in your milk, right? Or if you eat something spicy, it kind of disturbs the baby's belly. Things like that. Same thing for the cows. What the heck are our cows eating? They're eating the worst of the worst. They're eating grains. They're eating GMO grains, and it's seeping through the milk, and then it's coming into our bodies. Um, and so to go dairy free, you do have to know the clean swaps for queso and cheese and yogurt and ice cream and milk so that you can still have mashed potatoes and you can still have lasagna and you can still have your yogurt and your ice cream and your lattes. And so understanding these things and understanding which ones you're looking for and how to implement them helps it to be sustainable and healing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that too, because sometimes when we talk about uh, nutrition labels and we talk about different foods that you currently like that might be harming your body or causing inflammation and just causing you not to feel good, you think that the other side of that is just kind of like, well, I cannot enjoy some of the foods or I can't eat some of the foods that I currently enjoy. And I think that can be problematic in itself because that just feels overwhelming. There's not a world. Well, I can't eat lasagna anymore, but if I did, <laughs> there's Why no, can't there's, you? <laughs> there's Why can't some, you? It just like totally upsets my stomach and I'm allergic to tomatoes. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Do you like pesto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So let's talk about how you would make lasagna. Let's pretend you're not allergic to tomatoes. Okay. Or we could swap it out with pesto, but like, how would you make lasagna? And then I'll help you make it clean. Oh, okay. So mozzarella cheese. Okay. And the pasta noodles, just like the regular pasta noodles. Okay. And what's the stuff that you put in between? Ricotta. Ricotta. I make your lasagna. You know that. I I make your lasagna. You eat the lasagna, I make it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I need someone like that in my life. (laughs) Stuck doing all the hard work here. Okay, so quickly, the mozzarella and the ricotta, right? Generally, those are coming from grain-fed cows. So off the bat, there's inflammation. You're also going to get regular pasta, whether you're choosing brown rice pasta, wheat pasta, or you're choosing enriched flour. These are all highly processed flours that gets all the fiber removed from them. Um, The fiber feeds your good gut bacteria, okay? But it removes all the fiber and you're left with glucose. So when you eat pasta or you eat pizza, what happens? You want to eat the entire plate and you want to eat more, okay? Also, your belly expands. You need to unbutton your pants. You're tired and then you're hungry soon thereafter. Like no one goes to a restaurant, looks at that warm bread and can only have one of those rolls, right? Often, even myself, when I go to a restaurant and they bring out a bread basket, I'm like counting how many breads are in there and the people. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna get two and then we need more bread, right? Okay, so let's make this clean. First of all, if you're using red sauce, I would look for Rayo's, R-A-O-S, or Seggiano, super high quality. They're using extra virgin olive oil as opposed to canola oils in theirs. There's no preservatives. There's no added sugars. These are real ingredients. If you don't want to spend the time making your own, which I'm all about. The other thing is ricotta cheese. There is a brand called Kite Hill, and it's made with water, almond, salt, the enzymes, and some cultures. So this is a clean swap for ricotta. Otherwise, 
if you want to make it, you can make it with cashews. But lastly, your pasta, there's palmini pasta. So we're talking about artichokes. You could also use capellos, which is made from almonds and no preservatives. Another brand is, and I'm kind of blanking out, there's palmini, there's capellos, and you could always use zucchini as well. So this is how you just go from buying, you know, your regular lasagna pasta to artichoke pasta. It's still got the same crunch. It's still got the same texture, except these are ingredients that won't cause you to become tired, hungry, or bloated. I love it. Yeah, that's a great I love example. It. I love, yeah, I love just making that kind of accessible and saying like, this doesn't mean no more lasagna ever. <laughs> this means it's a little different. I was wondering if you could kind of tell us a little bit of the health, common health issues that you see in your clients that listeners might be able to hear in themselves that may be being caused by or exacerbated by some of the foods that they're eating. Just because, yeah, I just feel like some people need to hear themselves here so that they can identify for sure. I have thousands of um, testimonials. So let's dive into autoimmune. We got lupus, Hashimoto's, so on the rise. You've got psoriasis. We're talking about people doing injections and creams, wearing long sleeves because they're self-conscious about their skin and the irritations on it. We have people with just dry eye and headaches, hair loss, inflammation, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, IBS is huge. You would be shocked to know how many women are dealing with IBS, joint pain, arthritis is a huge one. And so all of these, and there are tons, tons more fatigue is a huge one. These are things that are being exaggerated and caused by too much inflammation. The, the Western diet is really high in omega-6s and it should be high in omega-3s, which is anti-inflammatory. And so it's promoting inflammation. So once these people start swapping all these things out, immediately they're like, my stomach has gotten flatter. I am sleeping better. They're getting off of medication. They're no longer needing creams. Their headaches are going away. Their thyroids are shrinking. They're their numbers on their labs are getting better. Their energy is outstanding. They're getting promotions at work. I even had a lady, she was, she said that she could like close her eyes and see the future. And she said when she ate clean, the future was even clearer for her. And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is new news to me. Never heard this before. Some other ones are, let's see. Uh, do y'all have any questions about any of them? The list really is just... It goes on and on, right? So you've seen people who come in with something like psoriasis and they make some adjustments to the food that they're eating and they've seen improvements in their skin? Immediately. Immediately. It's like the next day, all of a sudden, a lesion on their skin or an irritation or a rash starts lightening. And within four days, it's like it's, it's healing. And then two weeks it's gone and they don't, they don't have another occurrence of it. There's also people who are getting scopes because they're dealing with stomach issues and GI discomfort and they're canceling their appointments now because that's no longer an issue. There's other people going and 
spending so much money per month on supplements and their hormones are all out of whack. And then they start eating clean and they realize that the supplements weren't doing anything and changing the food they were eating did everything. Um, there's people who are athletes and they're runners and they start eating clean and they run faster and they can go longer. There's other ones who have skin outbreaks and they are tired all day and they're on the toilet and literally in 24 hours they wake up they're like oh my gosh i haven't had to run to the toilet my skin i don't feel like i need to put a bunch of creams on it anymore um weight loss super huge i've seen people they lose a lot of weight in the beginning they continuously lose weight throughout their journey of eating clean you name it is there Jen, if you could, if you had a magic wand and you could remove one ingredient, you could ban it forever from all of the world and no, it would not be allowed to be consumed anymore. What would the one ingredient be? The one ingredient is seed oil. I mean, not seed, yes, seed oil, canola oil, vegetable oil. It's all the same highly processed oil and it's literally in every single thing. If you just remove that one ingredient, you'll notice a difference. I kid you not, you will notice a difference in your skin and the way your belly feels. Yeah, <laughs> I think that just like having that simplicity of being able to like, I'm going to look for this right now. I just, I see a lot of, I see a lot of hope in, in their response to like, we, you know, we have a lot of things that are causing us some inflammation or just some very specific issues that people are facing if it's their thyroid or, you know, if they're just like are going around when you said the, the woman about seeing the future, like I relate that in, in my type of ways, like I know when I am thinking clearly and when I'm making decisions more fluently and, you know, or the days when you feel just so foggy. And I realized, you know, after I changed my diet many years ago that I had gone through years of fog and I had no idea that things could be as clear as they were when I was really focusing on the things that I was consuming on a daily basis. And I think we, we can at a very baseline understand that like what you are consuming is going to affect everything throughout the rest of your life. Yeah. Food and health are connected. This ultra processed food is changing people's mood. It's changing genetics. It's changing a lot of things that we don't even realize yet. Well, I, when you really take a step back to, and you say like, it is changing people's mood and you look at some of the upticks and like anxiety and depression, depression. and oh. we can see these trends and how everything is changing around us, but we can see these trends very, very clearly. And the fact that sometimes we don't take enough of a step back and we look at medication as this place, of course, but are there things like there are things that we can do on a daily basis that is putting us in the best position to kind of fight some of these changes that we're experiencing, especially when it comes to our mood. Yeah, for sure. What you, what you need to do is like, just take a step back and look at what are we all doing the same? We're all eating from the same coffee shops, the same groceries, the same food, food companies. And so what you put in is what you get out. You have to just realize that like, you have to become the CEO of your health. America's standard healthcare isn't really healthcare. It's actually sick care. You have to be sick to check in to see the doctor and then you walk out and you're left on your own. So it's, it's truly, it's, it's a service that we're doing here and we have a mission to just empower people to feel good. And that starts with just waking up the consumers and educating them on what's really happening. 
I just have one quick question that I can't um, get out of my mind, but I, I do want to to ask you about the advice to turn over. Okay, we're looking at ingredients. We're not looking at nutrition facts. We're looking for things that we don't recognize. Are there things that are completely fine that we wouldn't recognize being layman and not fully understanding the like scientific things that may be involved in the creation of food? Is there things that like we might be like being scared of that aren't scary? Yep. One is acacia gum. It's spelled A-C-A-I-A. A-C. ACIA. There we go. And so what that is, is it, it comes from an acacia tree. Okay. And it's extracted from the tree or processed the same way maple syrup is. But the, the deal with this particular gum, right? It's something you probably wouldn't find in your pantry staple or you wouldn't necessarily recognize, but it's really high in fiber. It can help stabilize your blood sugar. And it's generally going to be found in a higher quality food. Whereas the other the other lower quality foods are going to be using other mechanically processed gums or ones that could be made in a lab. So that's one of them. That's great because, yeah, I wouldn't recognize that. I wanted to end with, too, what do you think just, like, I know we've talked about it a lot, but I wanted to just kind of summarize it for people. What is one step that someone could take today to stop dieting? Oh, to stop dieting. I think... A mindset change, realizing what you have been doing isn't working. Are you happy? Do you feel good? And once you come to that conclusion that like, I've tried every diet, I don't like my food. Some people are eating things that arrive to their house in boxes and packages. And so you have to just understand that if you're doing the same thing and expecting different results, it's not really going to happen. And if you eat different and think different, well, then different results can happen. So just trust the process. Starting off with your morning, I want you to start off with your morning because it's attainable and it's the easiest thing to do. And once you do that, sit back and just examine how you feel. And that is going to be the answer for you. And that's going to be the realization that like, whoa, this is different. And I feel this, this feels good. I'm, I have energy. I'm not bloated. I'm not running to the bathroom. So maybe I should explore further and dive into my snacks, lunch and dinner and desserts. That's a great place to start, Jen. It's been such a pleasure. Um, I am so excited for people to be able to get a hold of some of your content. So can you tell our listeners where they can hear more from you, where they can find you? For sure. Follow me on Instagram at wake up and read the labels. I'm constantly putting content out there. Also, we have a podcast, wake up and read the labels, but most importantly, what's going to help you today is going to freemorningguide.com. You're going to discover three common foods, killing your energy and ruining your day. Awesome. Definitely check her out guys and um, get some easy steps to just start feeling better. Just start feeling better with some of the food that we're eating today and using it more as medicine for some of the things that we just don't, that we don't want to experience on a daily basis. Jen, thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, y'all so great. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.